Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I have, I have missed Matt Verzal. Good morning, my friend. Sharpie, what's up? Not nice much. To see you in the office today. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. They required me to come in on a Friday. I don't, uh, you know, I tried for that four-day work week, which would be fantastic, uh, but they said no. Your contract says five. <laughs> hey, it's it's the life of Gary Sharp is a tough one. <laughs> in many ways that you don't know. Uh, so, with that said, how was uh, yesterday? How was the snow? They cleared out your parking lot. You're good to go. You were a good Samaritan. You helped people push their uh, vehicles up the hill there on uh, center? We say, I mean, I'll help people push <laughs> unless you're dumb. And yeah, I won't. <laughs> okay. But, you know, like, <laughs> no, no. owner per capita? Like, I don't know. I don't know what makes you think that's a monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I keep driving around, and I, and I have a four-wheel drive. I've always had a four-wheel yeah. drive. I'm just kind of putzing around and not going crazy fast. An old Subaru, multiple Subaru. It must be a cult, like a bike gang. <laughs> just comes flying by, and then I catch up eventually, and they're in the dip. And they're, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm one of them I'm stopping the light. He's in the ditch. He's looking at me like, hey, man, you going to help me? I'm like, no. You did this to yourself. You're done. <laughs> I'm not helping you. But then, you know, they're revving it and trying to get back and forth. They, and the city people, they don't know the rock methods. They don't go reverse. Or they're just trying yeah. to power through and forward. And I'm just like, yep. whatever. See you later, pal. <laughs> but then there was an older lady. She got stuck kind of over by where I live. And I hopped out and helped her out. So. Oh, that was nice. Uh, now, I'm... Was there any uh, hand gestures to the uh, the Subaru driver, like just kind of like you know you know deuces or anything, or was it just kind of a just kind of a glance stared at one one another, so he knew that he, yeah. may, he may have sent me one. I just laughed. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of stuff going on, and it's in your wheelhouse. Uh, it, isn't it amazing that Scott hasn't won a state wrestling title since eighteen? And I say that, and people are like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, the great run that they've had. But I had to double-check that Scott hasn't won a state title since 18, but they're in a good spot after day one. Yeah, it, it is. But in things when you have trans, transition, right? Brad Hildebrand, I, if you want to know how to build things, like I would call Brad Hildebrand, like I, if I was ever a head coach of anything, which I should not be, but he would be the first guy I called because he did such a good job of establishing that culture, really established the school through what he did. And then you pass that on, that's hard. That transition is, is borderline impossible. And so, you know, Chaz better has had to come through and find his way, and it, it didn't, you know, they, in Scott terms, it wasn't going well. But in reality terms, they were still a successful program now. He's got his methods and, and his way, and he's got some really, really talented wrestlers, and, and, and they're in the mix. So that's all you can ask for. If you're if you're a college football coach, kind of give me the 
the overall breakdown? Because we, we've heard a lot of college football coaches talk about this when they go to state wrestling meets and watch some of their recruits, especially either offensive or defensive linemen. What you, you're truly taking away from just the, 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 the one-on-one method of how these guys, you know, just the raw power and everything, like what you can draw from a, a big-time match at, at the state wrestling and how that can sort of carry over into what kind of football player they might be in the trenches. You're looking for footwork and hit, right? Mm-hmm. We've all we've all seen the Kelsey Center for the Eagles lever, lever people, right? One arm. That is a hip movement. That is a hip explosion in a short range of space. And and he does it, you know, doing it to three hundred pound individuals in wrestling. You, you see them do it. Are they quick, quick footed? Can they get their hips to a point where they can then? finish a takedown, finish a single leg, finish a double leg, do all those kind of things. So those, for the guys that, that may be a little undersized, it helps them understand leverage. For guys that are bigger, it helps them understand footwork. It's a, it's a valuable asset. You have a, a lineman that, that has, at some point in time, he doesn't have to go all the way through. Yep. But at some point in time, has had some wrestling in his background. But who benefits more from wrestling uh, after football is over, a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say, man, that's a good one, Sharpie. I would say I'll, I'll be a homer and just say the offensive lineman. It'll help you now in pass pro because you have to learn how to sprawl to defend a takedown. Man, I'm going to shoot my, my feet, my hips backwards. Mm-hmm. But I don't just want to fall down to do it. I, I have to kind of be able to still use my hands. So in a bull rush on a pass set, you're going to use that similar sprawl, hop backwards to stop the momentum of a defensive lineman. So I would mm-hmm. say the offensive lineman. Same question. Up, uh, no, go ahead. If you get like a kind of a double under, mm-hmm. then your hips are going to be in that. So that can be a little bit run blockish. Gotcha. I, you know, because I remember, I remember having a discussion with Malik Collins, and Malik Collins was a really good wrestler, and he talked a lot. Of, he actually hit a couple of points that you just mentioned that improved his football just because of what, like, like you have to be good with your hands, okay, and you got to keep people off of yeah. you. And you know, he he talked about how much wrestling actually elevated his game as a defensive lineman. So I, you're, you're spot on. He because there's a couple of things he mentioned that you just hit on. Yeah, it really goes both ways. It's a valuable skill for guys that want to, you know, be great and be better. And some guys have a natural, right? They're just going to be that naturally hip explosive. Some guys can use wrestling to get themselves to that next yeah. level. Did you ever push a lev sled in the snow at Memorial <laughs> Stadium during a mat drill? Did I ever push it? A what? You know the old lev sleds. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Did you did you ever do that in the snow during mat drill winter workouts? <laughs> I say this full <laughs> smile. Oh. In I say this full smile. I mean no harm nor ill will. But we didn't have to do gimmicky stuff. We just did work. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I we did not do that. We, okay. were, we were very comfy inside the Cook Pavilion jumping rope, making our feet even quicker than they were.
It's a good answer. All right, so what changed in that world of winter conditioning? For us? Well, I mean, did like technology change? Did science change how guys get ready for the season? Because it, you guys were ready to play when the season rolled around. You know, teams now do different stuff. They're ready to play when the season rolls around. When did it? When did it change? We got we went from kind of the old school to we have all these fancy toys. It's all how your how your internal workings are. You know, like for Nebraska right now, and I and I think it's great if they did that. I haven't seen any anything of that, so I, I'm guessing they were outside doing that, which is it's got to be fun for the guys, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be an awesome time. We we were in a mental state back then. That's like, hey, we're winning a lot, and these guys over here seem to be telling us to do stuff. And if we do that really well and really fast, then we get better. So let's just keep listening to these guys and, and go from there. The guys now haven't quite had that experience quite as much, so it's like, hey, let's keep it lively, let's keep them excited. You know, and that 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 there's something we said with that too. People are, are quicker now, right? Three, you know, minute TikTok for anybody is, is like four days. You know, you want. Yeah information and not real quick. I got to change it up. I got to keep it fresh. I got to move things around. So that kind of stuff, you know, matters as well. So it, it's, Hey, if the kids are out there having fun and it's a drill that gets them better, I'm all in. Matt, we were hearing again, when it does come to how this team wants to kind of turn the corner, even in year one, Matt rule was talking a little bit more about, the fourth quarter talking about, you know, the team maybe managing some of those pressure moments. Look, this is something that I think we've all talked about in so many different ways, shapes, and forms over the last couple of years. Is that something for you realistically that you think that they can establish within the first year of that just mentality of as opposed to, oh, crap, oh, God, it's the fourth quarter we're leading as opposed to, all right, cool, it's time to close it out. Like, can, in your opinion, can that be established within this first year uh, of just the overall culture there? 100% because it's not, again, <clears throat> I will say this. Please, Husker fan that is listening, please, anybody, coaches that are listening, football is not a difficult game. It is not hard, okay? So if I reverse engineer, right? I want to be great in the fourth quarter. Okay. Well, let's win the third quarter. And then we'll take that back one. Let's win the second quarter. And then one more back, let's win the first quarter. Okay, how do I win the first quarter? Every snap I try to play, I want to win that snap. If I win every snap of the first quarter, I'll win the first quarter. All right, so if I take it back to simple, simple terms, all I've got to do, and this goes to the coaches too, I've got to win with my play call against their defensive call. If I win more than I lose, you're going to win that quarter. And then I just take that step by step. But that should be their mentality. We are taking this play by play. I want to win the next play. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I want to do. And if I can get in that mindset, instead of looking ahead to the fourth quarter, instead of looking ahead to halftime adjustments, how about I just win this play? If I win that play enough, I'm going to win the game because that's all it's made up of. Now, the one they have to eliminate, in my mind, is the mindset of the coach. We are up. Let's just kind of mess around here because we ain't good at the punt game. Iowa has the punt game master. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to be in the punt game. I want to be on the foot on your throat. You're not, well, I shouldn't say that because of social climate, but foot on the throat, we're not doing this no more. I'm going to, I'm going to punch you in the face until you don't get up no more. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be the mindset that I would rather us get into than let's get to the fourth quarter and hold on. My mindset would be let's win every snap. If we play a game where we win every snap, then we ain't got to worry about nothing. Hey, we'll get you out on this because I want your thoughts on the Super Bowl because that second half for Kansas City was offensive line porn. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, I'm serious. The way they played in the, in the second half, that offensive line, mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty good. And I'm I'm not being biased or anything. Yeah, no, never, never with anything. <laughs> um, <clears throat> number one, I don't understand the fact that a a penalty that shouldn't listen. I busted my ass all day, and it's my job. I get it. I made pizzas, a lot of pizzas. Okay? Mm-hmm. I got home. I was lucky. I got home in time for the fourth quarter. I actually got over to Gordon's house in time for the fourth quarter. So I'm watching, right? It's boiling down. I'm like, this is awesome. I was like, I'm either going to get a game-tying drive by the Eagles, I'm going to get a game-winning touchdown drive by the Eagles, or I'm going to get an overtime. I'm like, this is fantastic. I get to watch more football. And then to have a hold called inside of five yards of line scrimmage that I didn't think was that egregious, but whatever, not my thing, not my farm. You have to tip your cat to KC because what Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, who still obviously he must be a terrible interviewer, as I said last year, but <laughs> they went out and handled that business. And the offensive line, I think Orlando Brown, let's do on Max the other day, was awesome. It, it was he put it in their hands, and that's all as line you can ask to do, Chaco. I don't know how he got to where he got, but that guy loves football. Like, he plays hard, he runs hard, he gets back to the huddle fast. He just loves the game. So it's unfortunate for Philly because they were in a position to win it. Um, the refs also missed a face mask on the Jalen Hurts fumble, so you know you got that. So that check oh, must have cleared geez. for that Chiefs referee. But it was awesome because they found things. They were running, like, 1940s wing T stuff. Yeah. Just to prove that any concept will work for eternity. Well, I mean, but it was good. It was good to see the line have a chance. I like Cree Humphrey, so you know, it was, yeah. I mean, good as a line, but to see the coaches just be like, "Hey, big boy, you go win this thing for us because we're we're good with that, and that's how we're going to do it." How about you play middle linebacker? And I'm actually asking this as a question. I mean, you're 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 playing middle linebacker, Vers, and I'm running split outside zone with jet motion, and you're the middle linebacker. Yeah. I mean, hello, how are you supposed to handle that? Yeah. Uh, well, and and there's there's counters to yeah <laughs> that that offense has a bunch of other stuff you can do to it, and it's just one wrinkle. Like you think Philly prepared for that? Okay, uh, I think they ran this like eight weeks ago for a third and one. So we got to watch out for this. Like no, it was just you got to go play, and it they they put defenses in a bad spot, but they've built a team that has speed. And when you have speed, you can put people into conflict when you have the opportunity to, and this will sound stupid, but advance, right? They, they, if they're down and, and they're forcing, they're forced to throw it, now you, you've, you've made them one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. As they climb back in and now they're down only seven, now they can be as creative as they want to be. Like, you want to get KC where they only have one option. 
and that one option is what you are good at stopping. And, and, They're in a position where they can attack, 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 and you are, are in trouble. And, <laughs> and, and, and then they uh, execute it. All right, we'll let you get back to work uh, with the uh, thought that uh, pitchers and catchers have reported in uh, Mesa, and I'm probably going to go home and watch Dansby Swanson take BP. Man, I got everybody blowing smoke, too. The pitching's not going to be that bad. I'm like, okay, whatever. Hey, here, here Nick, he's coming that. around. He's coming around. Yeah. We're I'm, I'm I'm building you up for opening day, man. There's the optimism. We're going to be back, baby. Hey, man, you ain't got to build me up for nothing on that day. I know what's going down. <laughs> I, I got 27 years of practice on that. One. I know how that goes. <laughs> so true, Verz. Thanks for your time as always. Have a great weekend. Hi, boys. We'll see you. That's uh, Matt Verz. <laughs> so you're saying by opening day he'll be right there? Well, with you, you. <laughs> say so, Jimmy. You knew and Nick here as well. Uh, Verge goes to opening day at Wrigley Field every year mm-hmm. and then calls the show. Okay. <laughs> well, some people in your role, Jimmy, don't say that's okay. But uh, No, I, I see, I've see. Yeah. i been here long enough now to know what you're getting at. Man, I, I so I only shares your optimism. Though. So I'm going to try and watch as much college baseball today as possible. It's great that the SEC, SEC Network is carrying games. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else for all three uh, teams, you get, you know, Stream or Pac-12 Network or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm really getting excited for the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. They there are some teams that are letting their stars go play. Yeah, that I, I I think when you get when you get down to it and there's something on the line, then it ramps up. I I think the World Baseball Classic is going to be a must watch this year. Well, and, and we talk about Major League Baseball, you know, always trying to increase their their world, it, their their global brand. And that's the way to do it right there. I mean, we could talk all about, you know, Manfred and, and the different quirky ideas to try to change the game or Pizza fundamentally boxes. change yeah, to fundamentally change the game. This is a great opportunity to do that when you do allow the stars to play and represent their countries in the World Baseball Classic. Like that, that, to me, can go a long way if you get that. Because, I mean, when you think of Olympics, too, and, and sports and popularity, you know, there's – yeah, it was neat. You know, the, the Miracle on Ice was, you know, college kids. All right. You're not going to always see that or that result. But to have the best, the very best in the sport playing in those global games, those international games, like that, that to me is what can go a long way, especially when you're a sport that needs that type of recognition. And baseball does, as much as it pains me to say, baseball does. Look what the Dream Team did for basketball mm-hmm. in Absolutely the early 90s. Did. I mean, it was already trending that direction because of, you know, the GOAT, but then it exploded. Mm -hmm. All right, 40 past the hour. We'll take a break. We'll come back and put a wrap on uh, the show and the uh, weekend. Uh, Busy, busy sports weekend around here. You heard Coach Crutchfield talking about the game tomorrow night. You got Nebraska women uh, and Creighton women are home. Uh, Creighton men are on the road, but don't forget, they'll be back on Tuesday. That's a major game. And then Nebraska plays Maryland, who all of a sudden is red hot. Yep. Maryland's won six or seven. They beat Purdue last night, and they stormed the floor. If they were in the state of Florida, they would have been charged. <laughs> is there an age limit uh, on? Is that because I was watching their court storming? And again, Purdue six of their seven losses. People have stormed the court. I guess that's a feather that, in the cap. That means you're good. It means there, you're somebody. Is there an age restriction when yes. the college kids run on the floor? Yes. Like what if? They stormed the floor Sunday at PBA, and I said, "You know what? What the hell? <laughs> Come down from the two hundreds, and you're just walking down to go see your friends. They're just in the way." I would love that, but when they when when, kid, but when, yes, they, when they stormed the floor 
uh, one, one of the greatest nights in college basketball in this state, the night that uh, Creighton went to Philadelphia and rolled Villanova, and that was the Roggy and Mack show. And that was the same night that Nebraska came back and beat Ohio State. Nebraska, they stormed the floor against Ohio yeah. State, and the people of the PBA lost their mind because the floor was not prepared for yep. people to be on it, that many people. I, 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 I was working in a media role that night, so I observed from afar. Yeah. But there were plenty of people that were like, you know what? I may never do this in my lifetime. I wasn't there at Memorial Stadium in the 90s to, yeah. to tear down the goalpost. I'm just going to meander down and stand on the floor as everybody celebrates with I was, Tim Miles. Uh, no sit Sunday. I was in the corner uh, press area, and it looked fun. But I also knew that I was that was past my age. Even if I wasn't there in, like you said, for the uh, – uh, wait, which oh the Ohio State game that you're in? A yeah, we had a couple role. of court stormings that year. I, I, I yeah, I, I was like, yeah, you I never know, got to. Do you know what? I, I, I didn't feel there was there wasn't a sense of FOMO. Like I need to get down there too. I need to mix it up. I'm so there was old. there was quite the uh, range of Maryland fans and ages. Yeah, that were on the floor. You should if you're over the age of 25, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're saying if you remember Maryland and the ACC, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, you're kind of. You're, you're, I mean, uh, I'll go ahead and say you're kind of a nerd. Last time, you're kind of a nerd. Last time that fans stormed the floor at Baxter Arena, South Dakota State, 2019. The shot, the mm-hmm. Mitchon shot. And a year later, I think that's the last time Creighton fans stormed the floor when they beat Seton Hall to win the Big East. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. That's same year. Um, or wait, was that same year? Following you? No, yeah, that's right. All right. Forty-three past the hour. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, put a wrap on it. Mornings with. Sharp and Hanley at 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.